Mackenzie Mbako is a five-star, six-foot-seven point forward and a native of New Jersey. Mackenzie has torn up high school basketball as one of the best shooters in the nation. He's a rising senior and has already committed to Duke University with a promising 2023 recruiting class. He also has a blog for Sports Illustrated about his life as a top recruit. Mackenzie, welcome to this show, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you on, so let's get started. Talk to us about your background and upbringing. Um, my mom is Haitian, my dad is Nigerian. Uh, I have three siblings, two older, one younger, Ethan and Baco. He playing with me at Roselle. And, you know, it's been great. You know, my family has been with me. I have a great support system. It's just been amazing, the journey I have. And who was your favorite player? Who would you model your game after growing up? Um, Growing up, I didn't really watch too much basketball. Like, But right now, it's mostly been like Jason Tatum. I get my game compared a lot to Chris Milton. Um, I've been working out with Kyrie, so I've been trying to learn what he has to offer. So, wow. Yeah. Tatum's my favorite player. That's why I started smiling. So. Yeah, and let's go back to that fact that you talked about you, have, you having three siblings. Do you think that competitive household helped you become the person you are today with those siblings as well as your dad, who's a triathlete? No, of course. You know, I've always had that drive to be the best at whatever I do, especially because my siblings wanted to be better than me with whatever I was doing. Well, so, you know, it just, it just really helped shape my background into the person I am today. Absolutely. And did me, Arsh and I, both of us compete all the time, especially at home. I mean, it's so many solo drills, one-on-one, all that kind of stuff. So did you and your brother have that sort of competitiveness growing up? Yeah, it's more with my younger brother because, you know, he's trying to follow my footsteps and whatnot, getting down the same path I am. So, you know, everything we do, if we're in a workout, it's always a competition. Who can make the first shot? We'll get to the um, amount of uh, points first. So that's just really how it is. And you said you didn't watch basketball growing up, but have you always specialized in basketball or was it you trying a bit of everything growing up? No, I most definitely tried a bit of everything like soccer, football, baseball, every basketball. I, I was doing everything I was growing up. All right. So what, what else with, besides all that, obviously the competitiveness, but what else helped you become the five-star top, uh, top 2023 recruit that you are today? On um, this hard work and dedication, you know, it was just, countless hours in the gym, a lot of long drives, car rides, you know, just all that stuff that, that, you know, molds into the person I am. Yeah. And so you started high school basketball. You're already one of the top players in the country. What does a typical game day look like for you? And what's your pregame routine? Typical game day, like high school season or like AAU? High school or AAU either. AAU is different because like I wake up, I stretch eat breakfast, probably out to warm my body up before I play a game or else I'm going to start cold and I'm more like get going to like the second quarter, second half. So it's like a regular routine. I just, I probably run up the stairs a few times so my body's warm before the car ride so that my legs aren't stiff when I got the car and then stretch before the game, talk to my father about the opponent, lock in and then get it going. And during game day or before game day, what are some of your favorite artists that pump you up or some some of the music that you listen to? See, it really depending on the person I'm about to verse and like my mood. Like I can listen to like Brent or like SZA one day and then the next day it's like Naughty Wick or Lil Baby. So it really depends. Yeah, absolutely. And how have you handled the pressure of having hundreds of scouts at your games over the years? Um, I really just don't mind it. 
Because I feel like when I start to get my mind on like, oh, Scott's coming to watch me, that's where I, I tend to mess up. I just let the game come to me and play, play naturally. And when you play naturally, what's your favorite part of the game or what's your favorite move? And what, what gives you that advantage over your defender? Like what's your go-to move or, in your opinion, the best part of your game? See, that's a great question because I've just been like trying to uh, – what's the word? Trying to master the the post feet, right? So the back basket, mid, like anything below the foul line, I've been trying to master like the back to the basket fadeaway. So that's probably the easiest part of my game. One, because I'm like six eight, I can shoot it with my defenders, and then two, it's just so easy to get to. And at what point were you like, okay, this is real? I could play pro basketball at a very high level for my job. When I got offered, when I got my first offer, you know. I wasn't thinking too much of, like, in the future, but, like, the past few months I've been thinking, like, I can really go somewhere with this. And then we all, like we mentioned in the introduction, you also have a blog in Sports Illustrated about your uh, being a top recruit. How did that start, and why did you decide to continue that throughout the years? Um, it's just good to document the, the journey, you know, for any other young athletes who's trying to go down the same path I am. And I feel like, if I just document, it would be good for me to look back in the future or just help anybody else out and trying to go down what I'm trying to do. And we've heard a story that you FaceTime Aro's favorite player, like we just said, Jason Tatum. So tell us about that. Right. So I was with, I was on my visit to Duke and, you know, Coach Jefferson, you know, Jefferson, he's really close with uh, JT because he played with him. And I was like, he was like, oh, who your favorite player? I was like, Jason Tatum. Like, oh, where? That's my boy. So we just finished. He's like, I'm going to give him a call. And, like, we say, what's up, chop it up. So he called him, and we just had a little convo and whatnot, talking about, oh, you can't guard me, this other player. So it was, really, it was really funny. I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, that's super funny. And then you talked about Emil Jefferson as well. I mean, growing up as a Duke fan, I remember so much of Emil Jefferson, even to his senior year. But besides those two guys, have you met any or worked out with any of the Duke players when you came to visit Duke? Yeah, I worked out. We did runs. It wasn't really a workout. You know, it wasn't like there's no coaches there, stuff like that. It was like... Just some calm, just get in the gym, get some shots up, and then run up and down, 5v5 type stuff. So it was, it was pretty chill. And you've already signed with CAA Basketball as an NIL deal. So for our listeners, can you explain what that's about? Um, CAA Basketball is just an agency who helps me get NIL deals and uh, mm-hmm. just really make money and make a uh, profit off my name. So they've just been helping me get deals and whatnot. And you talked about, obviously, your offer, your first offer when you thought you could play basketball all the way up to uh, committing at Duke. So up and through that process, what was it like being as as the number three recruit in the country? What was that process like? And specifically for you, how is it different than other people? Well, like when I first got my offer, I wasn't ranked how I'm ranked now. You know, so I think I was top 17 when I first started off and I just been steadily going up. So I first got, you know, I was, I'm still humble to this day, but, like, when I first got, I was like, wow, first off, let's keep it going. You know I'm saying? Let me get to where I want to go. And then, you know, I just stayed in the gym, kept playing games, kept doing well in front of coaches, and then it just kept coming in. And so did I got feel, Did you feel disrespected at that point? Like, you were like you were 17, you were like, I, you, did you ever think that you should have been ranked higher? No, I never. I'm always happy with what I've got, where I'm at. You know, it's just, like, the work speaks for itself. So rankings only can mean so much to do so much for a player. And why'd you choose to go to college instead of the G leagues or playing basketball overseas? 
because my parents really wanted me to get an education. I felt like I wanted an education as well. So, you know, after my career is over, I can get a degree and, you know, do something else with basketball. So is your plan to be one and done or try to get a degree after when you're in the NBA? Or what, what are you planning to do? Probably go one and done. Right. Yeah, I will come back, get a degree, you know, do, do some marketing, invest. What sold you on going to Duke? You know, it was like when I first stepped on the campus. The vibe, the feel, everything. Talking to Coach K, talking to Coach Shire, talking to the players. The miss, the brotherhood is real. You know when you go there. So, you know, that's really showing me. And it it, it um, separated itself from the real school I visited. So, Absolutely. And we live in Durham. We're huge, huge Duke fans, like we mentioned. So I'm curious to see your take. What's your take on the city? Not just Duke, but were you ever outside of Duke? Did you ever get to see the city? And did you ever meet any fans? Yeah, Coach Shaw took me a few spots and then took me back to his crib on the Carlos crib. It was nice. Um, I mean, it's pretty small. It's a pretty rural place. It kind of kind of reminded me of back home, like in yeah. Jersey. So you know, it's, it's pretty similar. I can assimilate pretty nice over there. And what do you hope to do at Duke University to leave your mark? Win that chip. Simple. Absolutely. And the uh, the first were you have you ever been recognized in public? Yeah, it's kind of so. Cool. What, what was it like the first time you got recognized? Like, what what was going through your head? You're like, were you ever like, oh my god, I made it! Like, people actually know who I am. That I'm a Duke commit. That I'm the, a top three player in the nation. Did did that ever go through your head? No, not really. By the way, I'm a huge Rockets fan. I'm so happy that we got Jabari. Him and Tari Eason are crazy on the defensive end. Uh, facts. What about we go crazy? And I'm sad because I saw Wendell Carter every single game, and he's a baller. We should have kept, kept the red shirt, but we traded him. We got two second-round picks, and then we got Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. And you then we were team? One? Me? Yeah. It's, I wanted them to win. Yeah. They ain't winning, but I wanted them to win. I love Jalen Brown. Yeah. And Rob, Robert Williams is so underrated. Like, he's not that big of a guy. And that's exactly why he gets so many blocks. Like, no one expects him to be that rim protector that he is. Very athletic. Very athletic. Please, please tell me you agree with me. He thinks Jalen Brown's better than JT. I mean, <laughs> not just in the finals. I've been saying it before that. That's not like, true. He ain't do too, too well in the finals, but like, who are you going to give the ball to to take the last shot? Jason Tatum or Jenna Brown? Our stone to JV. Jason Tatum. But okay. Jason Tatum might just turn it over. Like, he had over 100 turnovers in the postseason. That's crazy. Hey. Plus, minus, plus, minus. It's all right. You going to work on it? <laughs> Their defense is insane. No, nah, yeah, they lock up. You were talking about the players you compare your game to? Yeah, Jabari, Paolo. Um, who else? That's about it. I really feel like I have a, I have a unique game. Yeah. Like, I all top, all top picks, I like that. Yeah, I don't, anything other than the top, top five, that's about it. Yeah. And how high do you think, if, if you have to guess right now, you, you obviously just compared yourself to those guys, which I respect. Um, but if if you had to predict how high you'd go in 2024, where do you think you would go? Lottery pick. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully. Remember, 
That's way too low. Just lottery, you know that's too low. That's too low? Yeah, it's too low. Yeah, yeah probably, uh, hopefully number one. Hopefully number one. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, coming out of Duke, Duke has a huge history of, of high first round picks. I mean, you talked about JT, you talked about, there's been so many number one overall picks from Duke. So hopefully you can add to that too. Right. right. And if you could tell your critics one thing, what would it be? Um, I've been working. I was just staying in the gym. I've been really consistent and, you know, I've been getting stronger and, and really developed my game into the player I want to be. And what are, what are some of your goals? Obviously, you're in high school right now, but going on throughout your life, what are some of your goals in terms of college and when you go to the NBA? What are some of your goals? Um, aside from that, like I want to win the Hoop Summit with the world team before that. Uh, for high school, I want to win the champions. You own the Peace Jam. After that, I was on the NCAA championship and NBA, hopefully get a couple rings. Yeah, and have you ever connected and talked with anyone in the NBA outside that Duke trip, obviously? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, when, you, when, you're in the Duke, uh, when you're in the basketball world, not even Duke world, and you're a highly rated player, you know, you just, you just make connections like that. Yeah, and how, how has your life changed? You talked about being recognized in public, but how has your life changed since you've been ranked so high and even since you, were, since you committed to Duke? How has your life changed outside of basketball? You get a lot of free stuff. It is same. It's just pretty cool. It's just like they like want you to sponsor them or something like that. They just send you like a lot of gear and whatnot. And I just appreciate everybody who's like sending them love. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and just give us a day in the life of Mackenzie Mbaka. Uh, it's pretty simple. I'll take you through the day. It's pretty simple. All right. Well, had a workout with Kai, and then played some runs for like two hours. Came back home, ate, took a nap. Play some video games and then I'm out of leave in like what 40 minutes, go lift and then get more shots up and then go to sleep and then do it again. I respect the nighttime lift. I lift in the morning. I can't lift at night. I, I just can't. But what are what are some of your favorite video games you play? Oh, I'm on Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, GTA. Um I don't really get into like 2K, so I'm not really like a 2K like that. I'd rather play basketball than like play video game basketball. Yeah. So I'm more into, like, shooting games, more action packs type stuff. And to the NBA, will you play 2K? Of course. If they pay me. <laughs> As yourself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we heard you're a great COD player, too. You, you said top 5% in the world. Nah, I don't know about top 5%. That might be. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I obviously did a lot of kills again. Like, I, I'll kill you if I really need to. Yeah. We can tell you one thing, as parts of the community, we are beyond excited to have you play here. So um, what advice do you have for young kids, young basketball players, young people just aspiring to become like you and to go through the process that you did? Uh, make sure you have a, a good support system because that's always going to help you through the tough times. And, you know, just stay consistent with what you're doing and it'll pay off in that for sure. And where can our listeners find you on social media just so we can put it in the description so they can follow you? Uh, Mac.Mbaco on Instagram, Mackenzie Mbaco on Twitter, Ski Mask Mac 24 on TikTok. Um, what else is there? I don't even know. I think that's about it. I don't know if you have Facebook, that's an old person app, so just throwing it out there. I don't got Facebook, <laughs> yeah. 
right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a great rest of your week. And I hope this, at least I do. I know he wants to see you in the Celtics jersey, but I hope to see you in H-Town, Jalen Green and Jabari Smith in a couple of years. There you go. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it. Kyrie said hi. All right. Uh, all right. I got you.